Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Soundsington Media! It's late. The room is dark and quiet, except for the light snoring of your sibling across the room. You should be able to sleep, but you've been tossing and turning for hours, unable to settle. Everything feels calm and cozy, and there's even the soft glow of a small lamp on the other side of the room. You should be able to sleep. There's nothing to be afraid of, right? But then, in the silence, you hear just the smallest sound. The smallest creak of the closet door as it inches open. You dash across the room and flip on the light, cautiously approaching the closet. You take a deep breath to steady your nerves and throw open the closet door, only to see, well, nothing. At least, there's nothing there anymore. Today, we'll talk about one of the most common creatures thought to go bump in the night. A monster known by many names and tales all over the world, sometimes believed to come from our closets or under our beds when everyone is asleep. But is there any truth to these stories? I'm Elise Parisian, and we are investigating the fearsome figure of the boogeyman on this episode of Unspookable. heard of the boogeyman before but if it's telling me to talk about a specific one that's a problem because people can interpret the boogie boogeyman as different things so personally i think it's either like a monster under your bed kind of situation or like in your closet and it's it's kind of scary i have kind of heard of the boogeyman i know that he looks like like he's a big shadow he's kind of tall he's like sharp teeth and sharp claws and then he has like weird like things sticking out of him um that's what he looks like now but when i was little or before i knew about him i thought he was just a skeleton that picked his nose <laughs> I've heard people talk about the boogeyman or like my sister used to threaten me saying that the boogeyman would come for me if I didn't brush my teeth. I know one thing about the boogeyman is that he was made up by parents like back in the day like when he was like like new like brand new new monster and they were like if you don't eat your vegetables or you don't go to bed or you don't do what I say the boogeyman's gonna come and get you and stuff and now I know that that's fiction because it's not real 
Have you ever checked under your bed before going to sleep? Made sure the closet door was closed? Turned on a hallway light? For many of us, a fear of the dark, especially when we are going to sleep, is very common. As we've talked about on Unspookable before, humans are evolutionarily predisposed to anxiety and fear around darkness. Compared to some animals who flourish in the dark, we have very poor vision in low light. So we've evolved to be cautious of what we can't see, especially since our prehistoric ancestors would have had to contend with some pretty scary predators in the dark. It makes sense that we fear the dark. It also makes sense that with our capacity for imagination, we have created some pretty varied and fantastical stories about what or who is lurking out in that dark. Many of the most common monsters, ones that show up in different cultures all over the world, are believed to thrive at night. And the boogeyman is no different. The boogeyman goes by many names, from Coco in Spain to Papao in Portugal, to Buka in Russia, to Bobo in Poland, and Bogle in Scotland. It seems that every language has a version of the creature. But what exactly is a boogeyman? Well, the descriptions are almost as varied as the names themselves. Some stories say that the boogeyman is more humanoid and walks upright on two legs, with recognizable human features just made extreme, like having hideously long nails. Some boogeymen have other creature characteristics. Talons like a bird or claws like a cat, hooves of a goat, or the face of an insect. The English boogeyman likely developed from the Middle English bogue or boog used to describe scarecrows. Around the 1800s, some English speakers started using the word bogey to mean devil. Around the same time, the word bugbear was used to describe a type of bear demon that could eat small children. All of these words and images somehow came together over time to create the terrifying concept of a boogeyman as many people know it today, a shadowy figure who lurks in the dark waiting to carry away children. Across many languages and cultures, the concept of a boogeyman is used to scare children into behaving. Eat your vegetables or the boogeyman will get you. Don't get into fights, the boogeyman is watching. Finish your chores so the boogeyman has no reason to visit. It's possible that before the boogeyman developed into its own type of creature in some European cultures, it was more aligned with the English word hobgoblin. Describing a small household spirit, elf-like in appearance, who comes out at night, at times helping the people of the household with chores or jobs, but sometimes causing mischief, especially if they were not respected. From there, it's possible that the idea of a creature who looked out for naughty children specifically started having more, well, malicious intentions. So what exactly are those intentions? More on that when we return. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? 
Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show has examined weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Thing done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Whether it's the vastness of outer space or just the darkness in the space under your bed. Humans have a lot of questions about the unknown. We talk a lot on Unspookable about how the unknown influences the wide range of our fears. From the smallest anxiety to the biggest phobia, it's normal to have fears of the unknown. In the case of the boogeyman, that unknown has been used to convince children to behave. It's maybe not the nicest way to influence someone's behavior, but it could certainly be effective. Depending on your age, it might not be as effective to say, if you don't listen, you have to go to bed early, as it could be to say, if you don't listen, a creature will come in the night and carry you away. It's taking advantage of that element of the unknown to make that prospect even more terrifying. Our imaginations fill in that unknown with what feels most scary to us, both running away with the story and personalizing it so that the punishment of the boogeyman becomes way more awe-inspiring and thus behavior-altering than something more mundane that we've experienced before. Many cultures that use boogeyman-type stories add specific details to his description to scare children straight. The sack man is a boogeyman figure who carries a sack on his back to capture little ones who don't listen. In one Brazilian folktale, the creature that comes to get children is a cross between a human and an alligator. An Italian story tells of a man in a long coat who knocks at the front door when a child won't finish their dinner. German folklore has many boogeyman creatures, One of them is described as gnome-like in appearance and frequently found hiding in dark corners of rooms, waiting for a kid to act out. Some stories say that a boogeyman simply takes the children away and they are never seen again. Some say they are eaten and some say they will be returned again after a year or longer, possibly forever changed. Whatever the culture of origin, it's clear that humans have a fascination, and perhaps a kind of cruel one, with using this type of story to frighten young people. There are so many versions of the Boogeyman story that it's almost impossible to pinpoint an origin, or uncover when the first example of this creature might have existed in myth or legend. Like creatures of similar proportions, vampires or witches perhaps, There's something about the boogeyman that we all just feel in our bones, that is part of how we see the world. 
Perhaps it is because the fear of being separated from our loved ones is so innate, so deeply a part of us, that the boogeyman coming from some vast darkness to take us away to who knows where strikes such a chord in almost every language. So how have stories that are passed around by word of mouth then turned into some of the pop culture references we have for the boogeyman today? We'll look at a few creepy examples when we return. I used to look under my bed sometimes when I was littler because I was just scared more when I was littler. And I don't really know what I would find under my bed. I just guess I was looking under to make sure there was nothing to be scared of and stuff. Because I guess you're just more scared when you're littler. I've never checked, like, under the bed or in the closet to see if there was anything there. But, like, I don't know. That's just me. I have before looked under my bed and in my closet sometimes. But I did expect to see nothing. But I was also kind of expecting to see a monster. It's weird, like, you don't expect to see anything, but you also expect to see a monster. Have you ever seen the boogeyman referenced in a book or movie? Because of just how widespread the idea is across cultures, it's not a surprise that versions of the creature have made it into all kinds of media, and it seems that each representation interprets the boogeyman a little bit differently. At the end of one particularly scary movie, a character asks, Was it the boogeyman? And the other responds, As a matter of fact, it was. But in this movie, like many others that use the boogeyman as a concept, we never actually see what the person looks like. Instead, the character's face is covered in a rubber mask the entire time, making that element of the unknown one of the most frightening things about him. In that film, the character called the Boogeyman is human. But in another, the Boogeyman is depicted as more alien, emerging from another dimension and crawling around on four legs, with leathery gray skin and oversized sharp teeth. In the stop-motion animated classic, The Nightmare Before Christmas, the already spooky Halloween town is plagued by Oogie Boogie, a villain even among other creepy characters. Oogie Boogie is shaped like a giant ghost, made of burlap sacks and filled with crawling creatures like spiders and worms. Oogie Boogie's henchmen kidnap on his behalf as he plots to gain power so he will no longer be confined to his dark dimension. The film makes use of the Sackman imagery of some of the popular boogeyman myths, as well as creating an elaborate, otherworldly, and disorienting lair for Oogie Boogie, a place where you don't know what will pop out of the shadows. Perhaps one of the most recognizable boogeyman references, and one that has been used for the last few decades as inspiration for many adaptations, is Stephen King's 1973 short story called The Boogeyman. This story is definitely not for all audiences, but it does show us a great example of a potential boogeyman trait, disguise. The story hinges on the idea that it's possible the boogeyman can look 
and sound like a regular human when it wants to, only removing the disguise when it's alone. King's story hits another one of the common ideas about boogeymen, that perhaps they are preying on unresolved human emotions, like fear, of course, but also grief and rage. In lots of more recent adaptations of the idea, the boogeyman is drawn to a particular place because of these difficult feelings. Yet another way that the boogeyman myth is a manifestation of common human anxieties. With so many references to this legendary figure all across media and folklore, is it possible to identify any one thing that makes a boogeyman a boogeyman? Or is it possibly the idea that it could be anything that makes it so universally frightening in the first place? One thing is for certain. We humans will always find a way to turn our imaginations into playgrounds for the most freaky figures our brains can cook up. It's almost enough to make you want to leave an extra light on when you're getting ready for bed. But really, there can't be anything in the dark corners of our rooms that we don't already know about. Can there? Thanks for listening to Unspookable. I'm your host, Elise Parisian. This episode was written by Eleanor Riley Condit, produced and edited by Nate Dufort. Our theme song and additional music composed by Jesse Case. Our logo was created by Natalie Kewen. Special thanks this week to our guests Blythe, Ava, and Al. If you enjoy the show, make sure to tell your friends. You can leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice, or share an episode on social media. Speaking of social media, you can find Unspookable on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us for a peek behind the scenes and for updates on the show. Unspookable is a production of Soundsington Media, committed to making quality programming for young audiences and the young at heart. For more information on our shows and the people behind them, go to www.soundsingtonmedia.com. Let Mysteries at Midnight be your destination for detective whodunits and captivating mystery stories. You'll hear classic stories like Sherlock Holmes, Agatha Christie's Poirot and short tales from H.G. Wells, Charles Dickens, Edgar Allan Poe and others. I'm Christopher and I read these classic stories in the soothing style of a bedtime story so you can listen to them in bed when you drift off to sleep. Search for Mysteries at Midnight on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app and follow and subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes.